Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So, if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, what's up, bro? It's Thursday. Yeah, it's been a long week. I got my ass kicked today by a sewer. Like, like I could, it was clogged and I couldn't get it open. Like with the auger? Yeah, or like I gotta bring to in a, one up. I gotta bring in a jetting truck tomorrow and get it auger like get a jet. How open. many times have I told you to just get a jetter? I'm I called the vendor to Austin was there. I called the vendor today. That little one that rolls around that's yeah. just twenty five horse is I'm a looking bad at, bitch. You do not need a trailer. No, rig. no, no, I don't need that. So they're nice. Yeah, we're we're they make a fucking mess. Have you ever used one? Oh god, yeah. You ever I yeah, used man, a ton that, of them. those fucking ones that go down and then they gotta pull back and the it's just nice it's to be able to call open, somebody and have it jetted rather than like you have to work the jet. Yeah, because it's, it's just a bitch. inconvenient because right now our customer is not draining. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And if there's not a hole for that water to go down, you can flood a basement literally oh, yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, you can flood it pretty quick. Uh, it's a bitch. It stinks. This is a tattoo shop and they have to close until we get their drain going. So. Which one is it? It's, just tell me where. It's that direction and it's the only one in the city. I'm not going to say who they are. Starts with a P? Yeah. So, so I might be doing some the work la- for trade. So the lady in there yep. that has the, uh, she does makeup. She does tattooed makeup. Yeah. She owns two of my tables. Oh, yeah? Yep. I'll drop your name tomorrow. She's freaking cool. She's, she is really she cool. She has been Real a sweet. sweet, sweet lady through this whole she thing. She has so. two of my, uh, their Live Edge live, side tables. I saw those in there today. I saw those and I almost took a picture of them and I'm like, you need to make these. Turns out you fucking made them. Yeah, I made those. I made those <laughs> both. fucking awesome. So she went, so there's a store in that town and I had a bunch of furniture in there and she, uh, she bought one of my original big thick slab ones. Yeah. And then... Uh, she went back in there, and I didn't have any. Well, she, the lady that owns the store gave her my phone number. She called me. She's like, you got any more? I was like, actually, I do have another one. Right. And she's like, how much? I sent her a bunch of pictures. She's like, would you deliver it? I said, I'll bring it up there tomorrow. Yeah, that's cool. I I almost said, hey, do you want to trade some work? Right. But she does the makeup thing. So she, I, yeah, yeah, she's on the makeup side. Her boyfriend or husband or whatever kind of runs yeah. the other side. So Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. Yep. Who knew? Frustrating day. Austin was there trying to grab some footage of it, and it. You don't want to film that. Well, Mitch, Mitch can, not doing a good job. We, we, Actually, you know what? Send me that footage. We we I'll went into it, it like not street. knowing what was going to happen, and then it fucking downpoured on us. Yeah, so we hard. had to like throw everything into the truck, and then it, it's been raining for three fucking days. No, it's I know three and a quarter inches, and then it gets all sunny, so we load everything out back there, and then all of a sudden, like literally, it's like drop, drop buckets yeah is and there, he's diving into the truck with the camera and i'm diving into the truck with all my tools like is it a is it a outdoor clean out at yes. least oh that's good well it's good for the customer it's bad for us when we're having to do it in the rain you ever <laughs> thought about buying a 10 by 10 easy up pop-up tent yeah this they're alley, super cheap this alleyway is only six feet wide so well maybe get a six foot that's <laughs> six foot 
Oh, man. But tough day for old Mitch. Tough day. So. What are we talking about? Today is a Be- Beyond the Void show. Beyond the Void. This is less business, more political, more social. Um, and um, and for, not, not just political, but just everyday, how we interact with each other. Everyday, yes. Yes, exactly. That's the how social we move, aspect How we of move it. on as a society. Yeah. So um, things. We have, we have several different types of shows. We've got business shows. We've got guest episodes. We've got Q&A shows. This one, however, is a Beyond the Void show. We should probably start saying that like at the very beginning. Yeah, so maybe. So people are like, oh, Beyond the Void, I want, I'm business. We should just say, you know, business, Beyond well, the Void. Well, maybe they'll get it from the titles, right? <laughs> so I don't know. If the title says Roe versus Wade... Chances are it's not a business topic. Dude, I click on shit on YouTube all the time that I, I just know. go over to the column and click. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what I'm clicking on. So um, um, t- this week we're doing a Beyond the Void show, and we are going to do... The, the topic for today is, David? Gun violence. Gun violence in the U.S. Gun control. Violence Gun. problems. All of the awful things that have happened in this country. Evil. Yeah. Pure evil. Evil, evil, evil. So. We talk about this because, you know, we just had the shooting in Texas where a complete evil, psychopathic nut job killed a bunch of kids. Yep. I mean, it's one thing when you see someone go into a store. Listen, they're not. We shouldn't view them as less evil when someone goes into a supermarket and kills adults. Nope. But when you shoot completely innocent children yep. that are in third, and my daughter's in third grade, Grant's yep. in fourth grade. Yep. Okay? When you, they're completely innocent and they have no clue what's going on, you know, in life. All they have is their own little circle. Yep. Like, there is a special place in hell for someone that shoots little kids. Yep. There's there's a special place in hell for for people that hurt um, the, in, in, the innocent, innocent victims. and that hurt the helpless, right? And this could be young or old, right? A third grader or an 87-year-old yeah. is equally as helpless. And so... Yeah, and that guy did and, both. And, and our... His grandmother and, and little kids. Right. And, and our perception likes to mentally lessen the... Like, it's still murder, our perception is the, that we like to somewhat lessen the act a little bit if it's a mature adult that was in a position to possibly defend themselves. Or someone that has lived their life. Yeah. As opposed to someone that's just starting out and hasn't had the opportunity right. to have success or, you know, be a family person or, you know, yep. or do whatever. Yep. So um, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Um, okay. Well, what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about... I want to talk about first, literally, these kids get killed, and the next day, Joe Biden, our president, comes out and has the opportunity to unite this country under a banner that, you know... Good versus evil. Not good versus evil, but, you know, has the oper- we are so divided right now mm-hmm. on every issue, on everything that has happened. Literally, he can come out and set, he has a golden opportunity to set politics aside and say, we grieve together. Mm-hmm. We are, everyone is 100% committed to these families that lost little kids, and he doesn't fucking do it. Nope. He 
within eight hours, he tries to take it and make it political instead of taking the opportunity. And listen, I'm not a Joe Biden fan, but if he wants to further his agenda and his career, he should take that opportunity and run with it. And he Mm -hmm. doesn't do that. He makes it political right out of the gate. And it fucking pisses me off that these poor families and these poor children don't even get 12 hours of unity in this country because this doddering old fucking idiot is too worried about his personal agenda or the Democratic Party's agenda to take 24 hours and say, we are all with you right now in this place. Yep. He can't even do that. Now, listen. Never let a good tragedy go to waste, right? People, yeah, and people, you know, people do that. I understand that people do that. People do that on the right, and people do that on the left. This, you know, Columbine High School was the first one that happened. The, the, yeah, the first major one in the, recent history, yeah. We, we, I can't remember, I wish... This, Maybe we'll make this was Austin when look it up, but this was when you was and it I were in high school. Yeah, it was ninety nine, two thousand, oh one. Right then, that was when it, the real first one was. This makes that look like nothing happened. I mean, right. these are little bitty kids. Yeah, Sandy Hook was the closest to this one. Yeah, I mean, but that even in two, I mean, that was twenty two years ago, twenty years ago. 1999. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought we were in school when that happened. I think it was our senior year of high school. Yeah. I mean, that was 22 years ago, and this makes that look like nothing. Yeah. You know, and literally, he has the opportunity to unite the country and doesn't take advantage of it. Right. And it pisses me off so much that we are so morally bankrupt as a country. We have to look at our agendas. Um, Can we get a win here because of this? Can we get a win here because of that? That we can't say... We're with you. We're sorry. We're feeling your pain, right, on a national level, and it right. just, you know, it drives me insane. Yep. It just, I mean, it it's a true statement of where we are as a country. Yeah, they're they're taking the opportunity to further their agenda instead of taking the opportunity to lead the nation at which you are elected to do, right? Yeah. Um. And and you're right. At a time where a nation leads needs leadership and in unity more than any other time, it doesn't matter left or right. No, right? Like, it do, no, I, it doesn't matter. I get the the left is going to say this is why we need to ban assault rifles. The right's going to say this is why we need more assault rifles. Right? Because yeah. the right's argument is, um, you know, like the NRA says that the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And ultimately that's what stopped this one. Right. So you can't really argue with that logic. Um, but the um, fact that, but the fact that, but the fact that they waited eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours and started right in on it. Yeah. Is, is sickening. The the fact that now listen, if, if president Trump was in office right now and he had come out eight hours later and said, um, this is why we need more guns. This is why we need armed security. This is why... Equally no, as disgusting. Equally as disgusting. Yep. I Do I personally think he would have done it? No, I don't. Right. He would. Could he have? Yeah, he could have. I, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I'm not going to pretend like I know what anyone would say. Right. But I do know that what that dipshit said was wrong. And when this country needs continuity... 
yep. when it needs something to bring us together. You know, we've been saying this all along. Um, you know, that's why Joe Biden won the presidency. You know, his big thing was the grownups are in charge now. I'm going to bring us together. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he's more divisive. He's more divisive than any president we've ever had. Yeah. And it just, it sickens me that they would take that and run with it instead of giving those families. I mean, it was, it was going to come no matter what. Yep. You can't tell me they can't get 24 hours before we even know all the facts, before we know the timeline, before we know everything, before you're running your mouth about shit that doesn't matter. Right. It's, well, it's a disgrace to those families. One of the things that surprises me is, so, so before we get too far into this, I have a very open and candid viewpoint on this whole thing. Um, my personal viewpoint is tragedies like these are not preventable in the slightest because tragedies like these are driven by evil and they're, you can never contain or eliminate evil, right? Um, if evil is, is, if evil is dead set on accomplishing its goal, it will accomplish its goal no matter what. So, um, I don't say that to diminish the tragedy. I don't say that to to say that we shouldn't try to do anything. But oh, you look at the history of the world, the one constant is evil. There is always evil all the time, lurking in the corners and just waiting. Evil doesn't need a weapon to do its job. You look at 9-11 and look at what they were able to accomplish with box knives. Yeah. You don't need a certain weapon to kill large amounts of people. You can do it with anything you want to do it with. You look at Oklahoma City, you know, diesel yeah. fuel and fertilizer. Yeah, I can go and, buy that tomorrow. Right. So you you look at evil, they will stop at nothing to achieve their goals. So equally as disgusted as you that the politicians immediately go to guns and get the public arguing about guns— um, and because, we talk about this on the show all the time. The government right now on both sides is about divisiveness mm-hmm. and staying in power. Yep. And they that is what needs to change. It, so we all have anger, right? Every single person in the U.S. has anger. Incidents like this inflame our anger. The government knows that we are going to get our anger out in one way or another. And once we get it out, we feel like we're done. The government and the media is very good about getting us to get our anger out against each other. Yeah. Arguing party to party or idea to idea. They like to fan those flames, man. Instead of all of us uniting and saying, you, government, fix this. You're the problem. You... You know, th- there's there's a whole bunch of different topics out there. Fund the schools so that they can be more secure. Um, bans on assault rifles and in 30 round magazines, and you know all of that kind of stuff. And and I'm not going to act like I know what the solution is because I don't. But the government would rather put posts on social media of them destroying air quotes somebody else or yeah. or arguing or or trying to prove somebody wrong than they actually would to like move the initiative in any certain direction. So um you know that you said can't contain evil. Like so like 
during the Roman Empire, when they fought each other with swords, literally, mm-hmm. they would take over a town and then or a city, and they would literally go into that city and they would take all the children, the babies, and throw them off the wall. Right. That is more evil than anything going on today. Right. Okay, so let's not pretend that the means that we can create evil now are greater, like you just right. said, than right. they were back then. No, they don't. And and when they killed people for doing bad things back then, they crucified them. Yeah. Okay, and that was a could be a three-day process of killing someone. Let's not pretend that it's less or it's more now. It's less now than it used to be back then. Okay, there was just no record of it. There was no news about it. There was no paper about it. There were no videos on YouTube about it. Right. Okay, Information travels at light speed now, and the ability to put tons of information out there is there. And so, you know, 40 years ago, a tragedy like this would happen, and it would take you a long time to hear about it. And, yeah. and when I when I say a long time, two I'm, weeks, no, well, a week. So so forty years ago, we were still TV, right? What was forty years? Man, I forget how old I am. That would have been nineteen eighty one, right? So forty years ago, we had TV, we had phones, yeah. So information traveled fairly quick. If it was big however, news, a however, couple of days, yeah, you would still like across it, the it ocean. It would be on the nightly news a week ago. Yeah, there right? was one channel to go to. Right, it would be on the nightly excuse me, on the nightly news. And if you didn't watch the news, then you would hear about it the next day from other people that watch the news, right? Well, now we've got these nut jobs live streaming it on their social medias. Yeah. And, and, and spouting out things that aren't facts. And then people grab those and say, oh, that's a fact. This is what happened. Right. And it literally takes, it's a negative timetable of what's actually happened. Right. So, Literally half the country is panicked about things that didn't actually happen. Right. You know, insert. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about the Texas shooting, but just in general. Yep. You know, when you talk about so the, the what's other going on, the other open and honest and candid viewpoint I have with this is because of the light speed that the media and the information travels. The all of the different social medias, the YouTubes, the you know news. Any any way you catch your information, they have the ability to, within literally a matter of minutes of the incident, be putting that into your hand and on your TV, through your phone and through your TV, um, or onto your computer screen, within minutes, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they've got pictures within minutes. I was amazed. So, like, the night that happened... Oh, man. There was was stories up. Well, of course, but there were stories up with photos and names of every single student that was killed. And, like, this is like eight hours after the thing, right? And And I'm like, how in the world? Like, the police probably hardly know all the names and, and all of that stuff. And somehow these media agencies have photos and names of every single victim. At the, at the moment those were coming out, it was still, un, they knew the suspect died by gunshot. It was still unclear who shot him. Yeah. And we already had that. Like, so, and, and so what I'm getting at is the media is really 
really good about making this very personal and putting it in your living room and making it a very real experience for you. Yeah. And it's not that way. Yeah. Um, and when that we talk is, about media manipulation, that's what it is. They're trying to make you feel a certain way to either make money yeah. off of the situation or push an agenda. Yeah. That's, those are the two things that they're trying to do all the time. Right. Right. You, um, the, the media is very like, so they're using this to try to, and, and I may catch a lot of heat for this. They're using this to try to say our schools aren't safe. You can't take an isolated incident of pure and utter evil and use it to blanket the safety and security of our schools around the nation. Yeah. Right. If you were to take the number of kids that die by gunfire in a school every year and compare it to the number of kids that die on bicycles every year, if, if we were to allow the media to like run the exact same agenda, you'd never let your kid ride a bicycle ever again in their life. No. It, it just, it all depends on how they package it, right? If we got the photos and the names of every student that died on a bicycle... Yeah, this year. they'd ban bikes. We're they'd, banning they'd bikes, ban forever. bikes forever, right? And so, again, I can't stress this enough. I don't say these things to diminish what happened at all. No, it's I say it to put fuck. it into perspective that our schools are no more dangerous or no safer today. If anything, they're actually probably safer today than they were four days ago because people have a heightened sense of awareness. But... It, it's not like there was an elevated level of danger. So once you understand that, it allows you to remove your emotion from everything that's going on and realize like, okay, what are some realistic solutions to this? Well, let's talk about just guns or not gun safety, school safety real quick. Like when Mitch and I went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. So this was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we graduated, at our school, there was always a cop mm -hmm. every freaking day. Some days there were two, mm -hmm. okay? The way they did it is once the bell rang, every door in the entire school was locked mm -hmm. except for the office door, mm -hmm. the front entrance, okay? That was 20 years ago. They are still doing that now. Right. Okay? So the... The only thing I would say that I don't like, and I think that that's why this happened down there, and I this is a complete assumption, is that guy went through a side door that was unlocked. Right. How did that happen? I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I, you know, maybe they don't do that. It's an extremely rural area. It, it doesn't take much. Literally, my school had, the, the elementary school that my kid goes to, they had track and field day the other day. And it was a day where I was going so down to the lake. So they unlocked all the doors? All the kids are running around outside. They've yeah. got they've got a hundred volunteer parents out there helping with all the different stations. All the gates to the playground are wide open because kids are running like literally yeah. circling the building. Um, I was leaving town for three days. I had to leave in a, or my wife had to leave in a hurry. I had to actually do something else, so I didn't get to kiss my wife goodbye. So I stopped by the school because she was working like the snow cone stand. So I of stopped. Of course, by the, she was. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped by the school. I mean, she likes those snow. She cones. ain't gonna work the mile run stand. That's my right? point. That was my point exactly. <laughs> so I stopped by the school. I call her. I say, "Hey, where are you at?" And she said, "I'm over on the playground." And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna come by." 
nobody stopped me. Nobody, walked nothing. Right I walked right in and everything, right? Yeah. No, I'm not evil. Now, listen, that's, However, one, that's one day a year. It's one day a year, but it doesn't take much to know what that day is. No, and that makes the, but that, that makes the point and disclaims the point all at the same time. Right. So, you know what I mean? So don't, just don't pretend, don't let them scare you into thinking your kids aren't protected. Right. Because 99% of the time, the kids are protected. Yeah. Okay. It takes one extreme case for them not, listen, I say this as a parent of a third grader. Right. Okay. That goes to an elementary school. Listen, her elementary school, they don't have armed guards there. Next year, I guarantee they will. Yeah. Because of what has happened here. Right. Okay. They just did a big remodel. And some of the school classrooms in the library have glass all on one side. I I do know for a fact that that glass is bulletproof. It's thirty minute bulletproof glass. Yeah. Because they were thinking about it. So, okay. So don't let pe don't let people scare you or the media scare you into thinking the kids aren't safe because they are doing what they are doing what they need to do to keep the kids safe. Yeah. Could it go up another level? Yes. Well, do I personally I mean it could, th- but do you want your kid going to school in a maximum security facility? I do. Like 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 a prison though? No, but I I do I've said this for years. Every school should have two armed guards, okay? And if you think that there's not money in the school system to oh. do that, you're freaking high. We could pull 40 billion from Ukraine. Yeah, they they <laughs> piss away more money on crap that those kids don't need and what those teachers don't need. uh, And don't give me all the, oh, the teachers are, that's not what I'm talking about. There's money everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Every school should have two officers. And listen, our high school 20 years ago had one. Okay. There are, there are veterans out there that would do it. There are cops that would rather do that than work the streets. Right. And then you could hire other guys to work the street. There is a way around it. Now, do I think that there should be, metal detectors at every school do i think that it should be fort knox and bars come down no but right. i think there should be officers at every school one of the things i've that always I, thought that one of the things that i think should happen is eliminating gun free zones right <clears throat> gun free zones are a law that protects no one all the law does is give them one extra thing to charge a criminal with yeah right so if you're caught with a gun in a gun-free zone, it's an extra charge. It protects no... It doesn't stop guns from coming into the zone. It tells criminals there's no guns here, so have a heyday. Yeah, These people are disarmed, right? Well, they think... For some reason, people think that laws deter people that are already criminals, and that's... If by, criminals, by def- criminals are going to break the law no matter what. By definition, no law has ever stopped a criminal from breaking a law. No. Literally. I mean exactly. they're they're literally breaking the law, right? So the the one one thing that I would love to see, and it, it sounds like they do this in Texas, I'm not sure, is is the teachers have the ability to carry. They do. Um and and it's not like you're requiring like I saw I saw somebody make and it was I mean, parts of it were a good argument. They were saying that you already ask so much of teachers. We have to give you a year's worth of lesson plans in, in, in advance, and, and you already don't think we're doing enough good in, a good enough job educating your kids, and we have to pay to fund our classrooms, and now you want us to carry guns to help protect your kids and yeah. you know all this stuff. And it's not necessarily that I want every teacher to carry a gun, but I want the criminal to not know who does and who doesn't and I want the criminal to know that teachers are allowed to if they, 
you know, if they've passed all their checks and they do all the safety things and they have all of the right licenses and permits and all of that stuff, the, the fact of not knowing who is carrying and who is not increases a level of safety. Yes. Right? So um, that helps a lot in itself. However, you still, like, our school had one guard. How many entrances were at our school? There were a lot of entrances. And a I'm going right? to, I'm going to, so, so if I, if I think that the teachers should be allowed to carry, right. When they started bringing that up, uh, I think it was just a couple of years ago. I thought that's a great idea. You don't have to, if you don't want to, I think that if they do allow that and, and they go through those programs, the way it's set up is there is an organization that will, any teacher that wants to form a group in that school, they are allowed to do it. They give them the training. Mm -hmm. They give them all of these resources. They're allowed to do it, and that's the group, yep. okay? I think that they should also have an armed officer or personal security in addition to them. Oh, absolutely. Now, I will say this. If they don't have that, if there is only one armed guard, it doesn't matter. That kid was in that school for an hour he wasn't so the timetable was he got out shot at some pedestrians at a cemetery okay if there's an armed guard at that school that armed guard in 30 seconds can walk around that school he's already locked the school down yes and, and it's it, it's not necessarily that the the shooter if he's quiet can get into that school but the second one shot is fired if there is an officer on those premises you have just saved 10 minutes. Yeah. Not only have you saved 10 minutes, that guy is instantly in contact and in the building already. Mm -hmm. I am here. It was in the one of these hallways. I am on my own. I am going door to door. I have it narrowed to this area. So right. instead of 15 idiots standing outside wondering what to do, they know where to go, how to get in, and that time goes from 20 minutes to three minutes. Yep. And if it saves one little kid's life, oh, yeah. it is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the steps that should be made. And all of this him-hawing around about, oh, well, we don't know what to do. We can't get our bipartisanship for this. That's another thing that pisses me off about the government. Yep. We don't need you, okay? The states can do this on the local level. Right. We can say, okay— we're going to allow teachers if they want to do this program. Yep. We are going to allow funding to have officers or personal security at these schools. Yep. And if we can't save everybody, we're going to cut the time down. Yep. What else does that do? It allow it 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 tells the shooter before he goes into that school, maybe I don't need to be going in there. Right. Because I'm I mean, I'm going to die, I know it, but I want to take out 10 you ain't doing that now. Right, right. I mean, could a kid go in with a pistol, sit in his classroom, wait for the class to start, and kill everyone in that class? Yeah, he could. Yeah. and But he's not moving to the next class. <clears throat> and, that, and the whole thing about assault rifles of, oh, well, it holds 30 rounds. Look, I got a Glock that holds 16, and it takes me .02 seconds to load another clip. That's 32 rounds. Right. Okay, and, and at, at the range of a classroom from me to Mitch or me to Austin, or even Mitch's wife that's 30 feet over here, that's not a distance that that pistol won't carry. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm throwing out a lot of information, but it, it well, pisses me off. You're, you're hitting on all of the things that the government and then the media uses to divide us, right? They're, they're using 
30-round magazines. They're using AR-15s. They're using gun control. They're using all of that to get us to argue amongst ourselves in an effort to keep us from taking that same level of anger and turning it unanimously back against the government and back against the media. So the media doesn't really get too much of a bad light in this by most people. It gets a horribly bad light by me because they're going to act like now schools are less safe or now your child is at at a new level of danger. The schools have, you know, your child has never been in more danger than than right now. And and that's just simply not the case. No, it's not. It's not true. And listen, when it happened, Layla only had, I think, three days of school left. Right. And I literally thought, you know, if some copycat dipshit, I thought about keeping her home. Oh, yeah. It's three days. Yeah. You know, but then I thought, Janine and I always, when we got married, we always told ourselves, we will not live our lives in fear yep. no matter what. Yeah, and to live Bible, your life in fear is to not live at all. The Bible says that. Great quotes like that are yep. said. I I refuse to do that. Yeah. Okay, so she went to school, and I mean, like... Half the day, I'm like, you know, nervous. I mean, I'm not nervous, but it just is in the back of your mind all the time. Yeah. Listen, new parents go through that. Yeah. You know, when they send their kid to preschool, they're like, oh, the kid's going to get hurt today. Oh, shit. Remember. Is the kid going to, are they going to make friends at school? You know, and as they get older, you kind of get over that as a new parent. Yeah. But it's like. It came back, and you're like, "Oh man, man, you, you know what the fuck's happening?" You, you when know? you have you, you just got the one kid. When you got multiples, oh shit, man, that first one, you're driving home from the hospital, and you're you're thinking like, "Why in the world didn't they close this highway?" I've got a yeah. newborn in my car. These right? motherfuckers, right? And then the next one. <laughs> You're like, out of my way, asshole. I've got somewhere to be. (laughs) I got to get home. This kid's going to shit up the car. You know, you're just trying to get... The game's coming on in four minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, and they just... I mean, I, I, I was conscious about the decision I was making, and it still made me nervous. Yeah. You know, that's just being a parent, I think. I mean, I... Maybe, maybe it's a sick and twisted, uh, way to think about things. But I oftentimes um, catch myself like recognizing areas where a sick individual could commit large amounts of evil very quickly. Um, uh, for those that are familiar with Kansas City, uh, the Kansas City Royals baseball stadium faces I seventy. Oh yeah, the it, whole upper deck. It would be incredibly easy for somebody to stop a car on I-70, and fire countless rounds into the full... Well, right now it's not a full stadium because the Royals aren't doing so hot, but... You could literally fire 200 rounds from the road you could, before the cops got there. Yeah, easily, if easily. not more. Easily. Right? Um, and and you're, you're putting them into an area with tens of thousands of people sitting shoulder to shoulder. Like, evil is... Evil has, has no lack of options to commit horrible, horrible things, right? And and if we do all of this stuff to keep people from getting in a school building, evil could post up outside of the playground and do the exact same thing. So my thought or my my initial go-to is the the people that think we can stop evil will literally spend their lives chasing 
objects. They're chasing that evil, demons all well, day. Well, they're chasing objects that evil uses to commit its crimes. But evil is very creative, and so it will it will change objects, right? You can commit evil with guns. You can commit evil with knives. You can commit evil with chemicals. You can actually commit a large amount of evil with words, right? Um, you can commit evil with airplanes, automobiles. I mean, like, literally anything could be used to commit large amounts of evil. Um, and, and yes, some options have abilities to commit more evil per minute, if you want to, I mean, if you want to, like, break it down into... Well, the, I mean, a, yeah, but, I mean, a bomb... Right. A, a bomb is the most evil. Right. And that's why why Al-Qaeda and ISIS and all these... That's what they use. They use bombs. Right. Okay, I can make a bomb with the stuff I have in my house that I can buy at fucking Walmart. Right. Okay, this whole... You know, before we get too much into gun control, this whole thing about, I, I can't have this... You shouldn't have this gun, and you shouldn't have this, and you shouldn't do that by... Yeah. You can't the guy that killed all those people in Wisconsin with his car. Right. You just can't you I mean, can help. 9/11. Literally the most people killed in a single ev- incident ever and not a gun was used. Yeah. So you can't tell me guns are are the key or the linchpin, right? They're they're simply not. And and really the only perfect and this is why I don't really entertain the idea of like trying to trim down the gun thing. And this is this is why I don't agree with the idea of chasing objects that evil is used for, is because the only answer, if you're going to go the gun route, literally the only answer is to have everybody in America turn in their guns, because today it's AR-15s and 30-round magazines, and then once they eliminate all those, let's just go hypothetical for a minute and say they're uh, they're successful in eliminating all of those. Yeah. Well, then just like you said, it's Glocks with 15-round magazines. Yeah. And then let's eliminate all those. And then it's high-powered deer rifles that can hit a quarter at a hundred yards. Well, let's eliminate all those. So, like on a long enough timeline, if you're gonna go the gun route, the only solution is eliminate them all. And that is a ask Australia how that went. Yeah, that is incredibly scary, especially coming through COVID. Yeah, like an armed nation. Um, if we were ever worried about like what our government may do, an armed nation is actually kind of a cool thing yeah. because we have the ability to defend ourselves against our government and other people. Yeah. That's how Australia found out. They turned all their guns in, realized, oh, crime and everything went down. And then the government got their guns out and said, you all stay in your house. We don't give a fuck what you think. Right. Okay. Right. The second amendment in this country, people twist it and turn it around to fit their narrative. The second amendment in this country is to prevent or protect yourself from a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. That is the only reason for the Second Amendment. Right. Okay, they knew they were starting a country, and they didn't have those rights in their country. So they came here and they thought, you know what, if the government ever gets too fucking big, these people are going to need guns to defend themselves and to right the ship. Yeah. Okay? So this whole thing, this points to the narrative of we were going to take your guns because they want to they want to remain in power they want to control us they yep. want to take our money okay they want to dictate to us what's going on yep. okay that's what gun control is really all about it's not the other way around like we think it is right. and i mean if you think you know on another note why do you think this country hasn't ever been attacked on right. our ground since we 
It's because every motherfucker out there... Because we're that, the largest armed militia in the world. Yeah. you Come on over here, F around and see what happens. Right. Okay? That's why Russia ain't coming over here, right. guys. That's why China is not coming over here. Right. Because they know that when one boot hit the ground, yep. even they could wipe out the entire military on the freaking West Coast. And when they got here, it's over. Yeah. Okay? We're killing them all. Right. I mean, it's one Joe next to another Joe, and they ain't got a, and they know that. That'll fire up some unity. They know, yeah. <laughs> they've known that since World War II. Okay? It's a good they thing. Know. It's a good thing all the right leaning people have tons of guns because the left leaning people might not have very many, and the right leaning people will be glad to share them in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> y- yeah. You liberal shits that don't know what's going on when they're here, yep. and we're like, what do we do? I got a couple you can You borrow. get a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> you can take the SKS. It's, it's, it takes a little while to load. It's hard to hit shit with. You can have that. <laughs> you can have that one. Okay? You can take that. I just... People... As time goes by, people forget what it actually takes to be free. Right. Well, and, You know and, what I mean? And so you have to you have to recognize... Like, the moment you recognize evil will stop at nothing to do what it wants to do, you realize that, okay, removing all the guns from the U.S. wouldn't stop evil... And it would not put the U.S. in a better position. No, it would allow evil to come to our doorstep. It would actually allow, yeah, allow evil to be more prevalent. So, yes. So that's not good. Um, yeah, but, and if you do a gun buyback and you do a deal, the honest, hardworking Americans that are like, I could use the money, I'm going to do this, and they give their guns up, the evil, worthless pieces of shit in this country aren't giving their guns up. Yeah. Okay, so it's basically funny, like you've unarmed all the deer. Funny story about that. You know, there was a sheriff's uh, a sheriff's department somewhere in California that was announcing a gun buyback, and they they put price tags to all these like handguns were paying a hundred dollars on rifles were paying a hundred and fifty, like uh, I'm like, not taking a loss, right? Right? No, <laughs> I turned it was a post on Facebook. I turned it into Facebook because it's illegal to buy and sell guns on Facebook. Nice. And I, I filed it under the claim that it doesn't meet their standards, and, and they're literally buying guns. They didn't take it down. On did fa- they? No, they did. Really? Yeah, it was about three months after the event. But, the, I mean, you know, Facebook will put you in Facebook jail for something you did three years ago. Yeah. Three months after the event, like four months after I did it, I got a notification saying a post you submitted was approved for removal. Thanks for letting us know. Like, thanks for helping us uphold our community standards. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Too bad it's three months after yeah. the fucking event. That Facebook. But, dude, you know what? So that kid put on a bunch of stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. about killing people. And Facebook, let, I mean, let me just, I'm going to ask you these questions. Let me, wait till I'm done. You can answer them it, all. And this would be good. I have done literally no research into this whole Texas okay. shooting thing because it doesn't fucking matter. It does matter. So it does. I matter. mean, I mean, knowing knowing all of the crazy details doesn't necessarily no. matter. So, so when you go on Facebook and you post something about the vaccine not being right mm-hmm. or unlawful, they ban your ass in thirty seven seconds. Yep. Okay. They put a warning on it, and you're off of Facebook. Okay. They notify everybody you're off. This kid put something on there. I want to say it was like eight or 10 days ago and then something the day of and nothing happens. 
He literally threatens to kill a ton of people, and nothing fucking happens. Yep. Are you? Where is the government on that? Where is the accountability on that versus I don't like COVID and I don't like the vaccine mandates and I don't like this and you're banning me for this, but you can't open your fucking mouth about this? You know, so, you so want to know you, my honest opinion on that? A, do you have a task force that's just looking for COVID shit and then everything else is flying by the radar? Are you? Do you have a group that's anti-government and you're just watching that? Or I, is it not in the algorithm? What I mean, what do you think it is? My honest opinion is I think there is a large group of people in the U.S. and really the world that want more crime to happen. Um, because the more crime that happens, the more divided we are as a nation. And I think that is why you have a lot of prosecutors not charging people. For crimes, that's a that that's a whole. No, that's the next Beyond the Void episode. Could be, yep. Um, I think that's why you have a lot of of people getting off with crimes. I think that's part of also why you can go kill somebody, and it would be ten years before you were tried, and then another four or five years before you are sentenced, and then another four or five years after that before the sentence is carried out. You could murder somebody today and not not get, you know, let's say it's death penalty or life in prison, either which, and you wouldn't have that actually start for 18 years. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Un-fucking believable. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. There, there is a large movement to increase the level of crime and delay the punishment. And, I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief that— Do you think they just want anarchy? Um, because maybe if they do want anarchy, once it gets to a certain point, they're in trouble because you know who we're going after when there are no laws. Listen, if there's no laws and I know that for 50 years, I know they're going to enforce those laws, right? Like you go murder somebody and like, well, for instance, like literally here in town, road rage incident happened and somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook, I've never actually met them in person. Her 18-year-old son was shot and killed in a road rage incident. Mm. The dude is currently, right now, sitting in his living room on house arrest. Just a few days ago, they they went to had an arraign like have an arraignment hearing, and they didn't even have the hearing. They just went straight to like the trial phase. They didn't even need to have the hearing. They had enough to go ahead and charge him. Right. Yeah. The dude is sitting in his living room right now with an ankle bracelet on, and and that's supposed to contain him. Right. So. You've got a guy that literally killed somebody, and he's sitting in his living room right now. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable, right? However, if you were president at the Capitol on January sixth, oh, you are just jail. now being released from prison on no charges because they have nothing to go on. Yeah. So it's because you tried to up you tried to upset their little their. Well, picnic up what there. I'm getting at is you're talking about anarchy and the government's the first one we're going to go after. They're only going to allow anarchy that allows citizens to fight against citizens or harm or disenfranchise citizens. They won't allow anarchy towards the government. Well, that's what I meant by so. But once it gets to a point where people feel free is that's all it takes. Yeah, it does. It, it doesn't matter if people feel free and they feel like nothing's going to happen, and then they gr- get a group of 200 of them, it's too late. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And yep. the government's really bad about acting too late. Oh yeah. So they Well, in in hindsight it's always 2022. Like I mean, you look at where the nation is. We're we're actually doing pretty well. Like you could you could take this incident down in Texas and say whatever they do it was too late. Like these kids lost their lives. But oh, well, that's not what I meant. But no, I know, you're right. I know. Right. I, as America as a as a general population, like we're always going to say, "Oh, we're too late. We're reactionary and everything else." Well, what's funny is we we say that, but then like we're a part of it too. Like here we are arguing on social media about thirty round clips or arming teachers or whatever. That's all reactionary. Yeah. Nobody was having this argument until this happened. And if it was really that big of a deal, you would have been having this argument last month. Yeah, you know what right? pisses me off? That Buffalo thing. So that guy goes in there and kills all those people. And all we talk about is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. He wanted, he was a racist and wanted to kill black people. Right. They didn't say anything about gun control then. Nope. Now this Mexican kid goes in and kills a bunch of other Mexican kids. And all of a sudden, it's gun control. Yeah. So, well, what's the... I mean... Look at the, look at the, the political leanings of each state. Right? Yeah. Like, they're eating it up that this happened in Texas. Yeah. They're just flat-ass eating it up. Yeah, because but it just happened in Buffalo, New York, and, a month and a half. And it happened recently in California, too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so you had it happen recently in two liberal-run states, and it was hubbub for a day or two, and then it quieted down. You have it happen in a Republican state, and all of a sudden, now it's like, oh my gosh, we got a big problem. Yeah. Look, look how poor and they man. don't even talk about fucking Chicago. Right, the most the deadliest city in the fucking country. Right, is a blue run state. Yeah, with blue leadership, and they can't get a cap on it. Oh, but we don't. The media doesn't talk about that. Right, we don't. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Nope. No. And, and again, no, 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 no. That's that's no, no, more no. of the idea of keep the public arguing against the public and not against the government. When so, what does it take to get the public to band together? Um, ironically. Yesterday, I made a post on my Facebook, um, based, I mean, trying to broach that topic. I said, we're all on the same side. We all want to reduce or contain evil. We all want our kids to feel safe. We all want safe schools. We simply have different ideas for how to go about it. We have different ideas for how much we can do and how much we can reduce it. But once you realize that we're all on the same side, it's a whole different ballgame. So, again, it was it was kind of a passive-aggressive way to say, like, you're going to read posts over the next few days of one person wanting to eliminate guns and one person wanting to arm teachers and all of this stuff. Read it with an open mind and read it with the understanding that we all want the same thing. We want less evil. We want less, you know, tragedy. So... Don't don't go off the deep end because somebody has a different idea for how to go about it than you do. Yeah. And and that right there, that behavior, that mindset right there creates unity. Yeah. That behavior right there creates less division and more focus on the ones that can actually make the change. I can't fund schools, right? If, well, you say that, but let let's be honest. If... If the cities could get their shit together and they came to the community and said, okay, look, everyone that has a student that goes to this school, okay, if we divide that up, we can have two 
officers there for the entire year. Everyone has to pitch in $100. Right. I mean, realistically, that's probably a close number. Maybe, yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah, however, but that's these... not the right approach. No, it's not the right Asking approach. Asking for more money from the citizens is is the wrong approach. Asking for more efficient use of the money we're already giving is the very much correct approach. Yes. And, and this is where... This, how, re- how Republican of you? Well, this this is where I appreciate what Trump's idea was of America first, right? Um, yeah, instead of fucking and, shipping money everywhere, right? Instead maybe of sending care of the millions here. and millions and millions overseas for two other countries that can't seem to figure their fucking shit out, how about we send millions and millions and millions of dollars to our schools to give them the tools they need? to create the safety they need with the understanding that it will never be perfect and evil will always find a way to come through the cracks. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's no different than, you know, um, you, you park your car in the driveway overnight and if you leave your door unlocked and shit gets stolen out of your car, that's, it's not on you. It's not an excuse. They still stole your shit, and thieves are, you know, vile, disgusting people. But you didn't do everything within your power to ensure that your car would be safe, right? So um, it's basically giving the schools the ability to, quote-unquote, lock the door. Now, I mean that... Figuratively. Figuratively, right? So, again, like so one, not all schools have bulletproof glass. And everyone's like, oh, shouldn't the doors be locked? If a fucking criminal wants to get into a school with a gun, he doesn't care that the door's locked. He's going to shoot the fucking glass out of it and just walk right on through, right? So, again, not all schools have the the bulletproof glass and all of that stuff. So people thinking that these little arbitrary, again, they're chasing objects. I want a door lock. And then when they blast through that, oh, I want bulletproof glass. Okay, well, then they just wait for somebody to walk in and walk in right behind them. You know, well, then I want two-step verification to for everybody to enter the school. Well, then they just hack that system and still get in. Like, you can never stop evil. All you can do is just kind of... You can slow it down. You though. can slow it down a little, right? You can mitigate it. And we so, talk about we talk about mitigation on, on our business show all the time. Yeah. About, hey, you need to do these steps to mitigate the fact that you won't fail. Yeah. Okay? And I accept that premise just like I accept the premise of... We need to do everything in our power yeah. to make sure that these things don't happen. Right. Okay. But we have to be on the same page. See, I, I would think it. if schools commonly have one guard, I would think it would be a waste of money to double the number of guards at schools. Because Depending I don't, on the size of the school, that could be correct. Yeah. I don't see a school any safer. Like my kid goes to a small elementary school. It's not all that big. I was thinking more high schools. Well, I mean, I know. I like know. Blue I'm Spring just, South is humongous. It's huge, right? Like you would need 10. Well, you could just have one. I think two would be probably good. Right. Or, or if it was a hybrid system, if the school knew what teachers were armed and then they put the, their, like it. If the See, school, now you're seeing my light. Yeah, so like if the if the school had a, a list of teachers that were willing to be armed, and then they placed those teachers' classrooms strategically around the school. Which is what they should do. Right, and, and so then 
now you've got an armed person in every wing of the school or or, or every whatever. Or every 200-foot circle or yeah. whatever. And, and so, and again, you're not asking the teachers to do this out of their comfort zone. These are teachers that are willing and able and volunteering. volunteering. Yes. So, so then when you have that going on, it, it may actually work. And not only um, that, like you said earlier, now when you don't know who's armed and you're thinking, I'm just going to run into this school and I'm yeah. going to do my damage and get out of here. Or Dude, that's what, that's what makes Missouri safe, right? Like, you can walk into the grocery store. I, I, I have a knack for catching people, concealed carry. I, um, for all, the, There's a lot of people that don't do it super well, and you can see them printing a little bit. First off, I do it, and I wear short shirts, and I don't give a fuck. Right? No, I'm the same you know way. I, mean? I don't give I'm a like, fuck either. You, like, you'll you see people what? that... But in Missouri, it's okay, because most of the people that are in the store, they are like, oh, okay. Yeah. They don't care. But... Or the old ladies, like, I got one. I'm not shitting you. I had an old lady one tell me one time I got one in my purse. Yep. I, it was not at a grocery store. I was at her house, yep. and I was working on her heating and cooling. And I was literally bent all the way over, and I, and I, you know, I pulled my shirt down. I said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry. You know, I I like to carry my gun when I can." I went down to, you know, she said, "Son, I got one in my purse." Right. I said, "I said as long as you're okay." She said, "I don't care." Yep. I said, "I said," she said something to the effects of, "You know, this is how society used to be, and it's how society should be now." Basically, yep. is what she was saying. But yeah. Um, she was probably, she was probably seventy five year old. This broad's got a got a pistol in her purse. You know, I've gone to back back in when I used to work for another company where I had to do like emergency plumbing service work late at night. Late at night, yep. I would I Downtown. would go on call and go to. I mean, what's weird is the addresses that you'd go to. You'd be surprised where this activity was going on, but you'd open the door and you'd talk to the customer and meet him at the doorway, and then you kind of go in to look at whatever was wrong, and you'd look over on the ca- on the table. And there's guns and drugs on the table. And and you kind of look at the table, and then you look at the guy that's, like, letting you in, and he realizes you've seen it, and he'll flat out say, like, you cool with this? If not, I understand. You can leave. And, like, what's wild about me, my personality is, like, I'm immediately more comfortable there. Because they're honest. They're honest. They're up front. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's like let's just take care of your busted water heater and and move on, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird feeling when you when it's ambiguous as to who has guns and who doesn't, and you know people have the ability to have them. The element of safety that is there, um, because those that have them have gone through the training, have gone through the CCW class and everything else. Well, so you don't have to have that anymore. Now well, I will say, you know what? I wish, I wish we would go back to more like the early nineties. I I think it was late eighties. I can't remember when they changed the law, but you know, you used to have, you used to have to have the class, have the gun, and then you had to have a permit. Yeah. So you had to go to the sheriff's station and fill out and have a permit. Yep. I think that. A so system, I still have a, all that. A system like that is probably um, more safe when it comes to background checks and who can have a gun and who can't yeah i would not be opposed look the second amendment says completely um what's the word they use um uninfringed right with what i can do with a gun right so people get all upset when they have to have a permit or they have to have this look i would be okay with that yeah because with the mental health in this country now Mm mm-hmm 
it makes me feel safer if I've been through that and have that, and then they make other people go through that and well, have and, their gun. And the training is good too, right? It, yeah. It teaches you it teaches you situational awareness in a moment of high stress and high anxiety. Yeah. And and it tells you what not to do and what to do, right? Yeah. So it, it, you know, if you're an honest person going through that training, like myself you don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to act irrationally. And they tell you some of the key and hot points where somebody could make a mistake or somebody could act irrationally. And, and they teach you how to operate through that. So like, yeah. that's all really good stuff. Um, and I, when I say that, I mean more of the side of, of people that shouldn't have guns aren't allowed to have them because they are having to have that permit, which is a secondary filter. Right. To say, you know, everyone says right now, well, the filtering system doesn't work. Well, you know what? Back then it did. Yeah. Okay. Having to go, having to go to the sheriff's department in Jackson County already makes you nervous. Yep. If you're a criminal looking to do something wrong. Yep. Now, it, it concealing is a, carry a permits filter. don't do anything for criminals, right? Because they're not following the law anyway. No. It, it just better educates and better arms well, the keeps, honest gun owners. Well, okay, so the kid that bought the guns that killed him in Texas, okay? He bought those eight days before that. Now, if that kid had to go to the sheriff's department and get a permit to have that type of weapon... So he, he bought those himself? Yeah, he turned 18, bought those rifles, and then eight days later killed all those kids. Oh, wow, okay. I, so so but my, I had, my the last is, I had heard was uh, he did not own them legally... And somebody had to have given them to him. No, so. he bought those. Wow. So, but but if you had to go to the sheriff's department, and you, you know you had to have that permit, the one I'm talking about for to carry a pistol. But if you had to go there to get an assault rifle or a pistol, and had to fill out that form and go through that evaluation, mm-hmm. that kid wouldn't have had those guns. Right. Okay. And right. I know. It, listen, I'm a pro. I I have lots of guns. Yeah. I love shooting. We have to have a license to drive a car. It, yes. does, it doesn't make. I'm not. It's not irrational to think we'd have to have a license. And to own I'm a gun. not trying to step on all the toes of the guys that are like, no, I should be able to go to Walmart buy a fully automatic whatever, blah blah blah. Right. Listen, in the there's back a sensible I, solution in the I, middle here. I wish that that could be the case, yeah. but people are so fucking crazy and so screwed up right now that feasibly that's not a logical solution. Yeah. Okay. We have to do something. Yeah. You know and. And I think something like that would be, you know, very beneficial. Now, I mean, this show's going to be long because yeah, I got a whole other right. thing I want to talk about. That's all right. Um, Before you get into that, go I'll ahead. Talk about no, go ahead. A funny story here. I uh, um, a couple of years ago, um, I was working for somebody else, and this was in the process, like early stages of me getting ready to start our company. Um, and I was Dave's cracking into another Mick Ultra it's here. Been a long, we've been here a few hours now. Um. So, um, I was buying and selling cars for profit, right? I was buying cars for about a thousand bucks and trying to make a couple thousand on them. Yeah. So I, I'd find somebody who needed to sell a car fast and cheap and I would buy it. And, and I had a couple of rules, like it had to have good <clears throat> tires. I didn't want to invest in tires. Um, it had to have good tires. Um, and it had to be somewhat mechanically inclined and, At least and enough run. to drive it home. Right. But <laughs> like, let's say it was maybe really filthy or maybe it needed brakes or something like that. Yeah. So I would buy them for a thousand bucks. I would clean them incredibly thoroughly and I would probably put brakes on them and change the oil. And then I would sell it for $3,000. And I did this over and over and over. I did like once a month and, and it was a really 
nice little way to make some yeah, extra you cash. Can, you can sell 12 a year? Uh, six. Six? I found out the hard way you can do this six times a year. Oh, I did okay. my seventh one, and I got a nice little warning letter from the state of Missouri saying, <laughs> um, one more and we're going to call you a car dealer. And you got to file for all your shit. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, okay. Only well, six, I huh? made... $12,000. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and there's a funny tax loophole that you can do with that too, but that's a story for another show. Um, but anyway, um, I would take the, like once I got them all fixed up, I would drive them to work. I had a 40 minute drive to work and back every day. Well, I would take one of these new flip cars and drive it to work and back that day just to make sure it would drive right and everything else. Right. So, um, I had a Suburban at the time and you remember that, you remember that thing? <laughs> Of course you did. Put a 14-inch lift kit on a Suburban. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. I remember. It was complete It was. It was chaos. obnoxious. It was It yeah. was obnoxious. It yeah. was completely obnoxious. But anyway. That's a great word for it. I pulled the license plates off of my Suburban and put them on this car. It was like a Honda Accord or something that I had bought. I pulled the license plates off my Suburban and I put it on this Honda and Accord. And then drove it illegally. And then I drove it to work, right? <laughs> illegally. And, well, I mean, I had insurance. And I'm going to transfer the plates, I swear. Yeah, yeah. So I drive to work, and then I go grab lunch. It was like we kind of rotated who bought lunch that day. or Every week, like, everyone would go different and buy lunch. So yeah, it's my yeah. turn to go buy lunch. So I go out and I go buy lunch, and I'm coming back, and there's a cop running radar on the highway. And I'm not speeding, you know. And anyway, I'm in the far left lane. He's over on the right shoulder running radar, and he's already, like, I'm going 65 in a 65. And, and before I even get up to him, he's already putting his radar gun away and You're he's like, getting uh, in his car. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's weird. There's not even anybody around me. It's not like he <laughs> clocks somebody else. And and I had to get off at the next exit and he just pulls right up behind me and turns the lights on. And I'm like, what in the world? I wasn't even speeding or nothing. And so he pulls me over and, and he says, you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, honestly, I don't. Like I wasn't speeding. And he goes, well, these plates don't match that car. Yeah. And I'm like... I was going 65 miles an hour and you were three, 400 feet away from me. How do you know this? Like, you didn't even have to, like, I'm... It's I'm, the first letter. I think... Yes. It's the first... This is where I learned this. Uh, if yeah. you're if oh, you're in Missouri... <laughs> we did I, not in, talk about this before. Yeah. How did you not know I didn't that? know this. So if yeah. you're in Missouri and yeah. you drive... I can't. So is it the first three? No, it's the first letter. It's so like a, if you drive a truck, I can't remember its letter or number now. I'm going to get it backwards probably. But I like if you a drive le- a truck, your license plate starts with a letter. Yeah. And if you drive a car, your license plate starts with a yeah. number. Yeah. And because I pulled, I registered my Suburban as a truck. Yeah. And so I, and I put the plates on a car. So he knew instantly yeah. they were the wrong plates. And yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. Gotcha. And, and got your ass. And, and, <laughs> I mean, it was a nice, it was a nice conversation. Like I was, I was nice with the cops. Crazy how, crazy how a cop interaction goes when you're nice with them, right? Yeah. But when you do what they say, yeah. you put your hands up and you act respectful. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, he, he says, you know, I'm, I'm going to need to see your license and registration and all of that stuff. And so I tell him the whole story that I buy these for, you know, profit and I just got it up and running and I was driving it to work to make sure it would pass inspection and, you know, all this stuff. And he goes, all right, all right, well, I'll take whatever you got. Like, if you got a bill of sale or a title or anything. And I said, I've actually got my insurance card for my other vehicle. And, and my insurance company, newly newly acquired vehicles are insured mm-hmm. automatically. And so, you know, again, nice cordial conversation with him. He goes, you know, before you go reaching for your wallet, do you have your weapon on you? And I'm like... Because he ran your ID. He No, he ran the plates. 
Oh yeah. And, and oh yeah. He knew. So the plates came back to me. They were just the wrong vehicle. And it brings up a thing. And Ooh. so now that he knows I'm the guy that owns those plates, they're just on the wrong vehicle. Now he's asking. Yeah. About my my weapon because I'm a registered. Yeah. Gun owner and registered conceal and carry permit holder and all of this. And I'm like, that's actually, I didn't realize it went all the way back to the cops that fast. So where yeah. it ties to your license plates. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. The cop knows that. Did you have it on you? No, I didn't have it on yeah. me. You're like, no, so, I'm at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a work thing. So I didn't have it there. But yeah, this is a wild story about conceal and carry and how fast the cops know all that stuff. You see what I mean about you just having stories? It, endless. They just, they suck to you. They gravitate to you. Endless. You always have a good story. Yeah. What was I going to talk about? I don't know. You said you had oh, a whole other thing. thing you wanted to talk about. I do have a whole other thing. So we talk about you can't contain evil. Mm-hmm. And all of our society as a whole, everyone thinks is, is getting more evil. And I think it is too. I think that people have lost their, um, their morality compass. I mean, we are morality bankrupt in yeah. this country. I will 100% agree with the loss of moral compass. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, there's limited family structure now mm-hmm. because of basically, I think, the same thing, loss of morality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of godlessness in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and for all of you that, if you're an atheist and you're listening to this show, um, you're an idiot. Okay, I'm just, I mean, that's what I believe, and, you know, we have opposite beliefs. To the atheists, if, listen, I have two good friends that are atheists. They do not believe in God at all. They do not. When I ask them the question, how do you teach your children or society morality without God, how do you do that? They have no answer. Right. Okay? There is no answer, because a godless society is a morally bankrupt society yeah that's just and, and that's and, what and you don't even have to agree on what religion you're using to, to no, point no. that compass either all religions except for except for maybe a few all religions tend to point the moral compass in the same direction yes so yeah you know to equality to treating your neighbor better than yourself mm-hmm. we have lost that in this country in a bad way and yeah. not just this country all over the world, we've you know we've lost this. Right. I, you know, I was listening to Ben Shapiro the other day, and I was. So you sent me, was it yesterday? You sent me the text about hey, it was yesterday. Yeah. Hey, it's amazing how we just keep getting these topics. Yeah, I, I texted Dave and I said. So I'm literally know. writing. I'm writing things down at that time. You know about you know what I'm going to say, and then I I turn on Ben Shapiro, and he's literally saying the same. I, I had written down the same things. Yeah. And he's talking about it, and I just. I don't understand. First, I don't understand how we've got where we've gotten, other than the fact that people no longer respect each other. They no longer respect God. They no longer go to church. They no longer um, have that compass in their lives. I mean, I just. And then, even if you don't go to church and you don't believe in God, how do you not have respect for life at all? Right. Even if you are an atheist. Right. And I, you know, I wrote down in my notes, you know, different questions to ask you, and I ended up throwing it away because I just, I couldn't come up with any answers as to how we bring morality back to this country. How do we bring back respect for each other in this country 
without people reaching back out to God. I just, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, what would, what would you say to that if I said that to you? So I tend to, my MO in that regard has to do with the betterment for humanity, the longevity for humanity. So a lot of my decisions outside of religious backing, a lot of my decisions have to do with what answer provides the best outcome for humanity. And so, um, for instance, if I had to make a vote, if I had to cast my ballot for anything to do transgender, I'm going to cast my ballot in the direction that is for the betterment of humanity. That doesn't mean I'm against people being transgender, but I don't think it's a good move for humanity to have a boatload of transgender people in the world, right? If I can if I can say that without sounding like I hate transgender people, you know what I mean? It's, in, not in other you, words, it's not that you hate transgender people, but you know that eventually if everyone's transgender, there are no children being made. Exactly. Exactly. And so the same, the same defaults to like homosexuality and all of that stuff. Now, I say that with, a, with the opening that I can still be friends with a homosexual person and all of that stuff. But and when you, can, it, you cannot judge them and be friends with them and accept them. Exactly. But eventually... But eventually, if push comes to shove and I have to make an ultimate decision, I'm going to use... My, my moral compass drives on what drives humanity. And what drives humanity are things that create peace and things that create intelligence and things that prolong human life and reproduce human life. And so... Um, if if it enhances evil, it gets a no in my vote. Um, if it reduces the ability to recreate, it gets a no in my vote, right? So that's kind of my moral compass that I use. And, and I do that with a backing of religion behind it. But, but if you were atheist, or if you were questioning whether God is real or anything else, that's not a bad way to look at it. Just because it's it's a good opening, right? Yeah. And and so the reason I've come up with that way is, or the reason I've used that is because we've talked on this show before about political correctness and trying to watch out for everyone's feelings and everything else is eroding the moral fabric fabric of America. Well, that that's part of why, right? So as as soon as we start making policy around homosexuals and we start making policy around transgender and we start making policy around all of these things that tread the teeter-totter of morality then we're we, in trouble we start pushing morality the wrong way so i can i you know jesus walked with sinners but he didn't sin with them right yeah. And, and by no means am I at all am I comparing myself to Jesus. <laughs> but as someone who knows you very well, right. I, I I guess. <laughs> yes. But yes. I, I say that to say that like I can enjoy the company of a homosexual person and I can love them for who they are without condoning their behavior. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I agree with that a hundred percent. Right. So now that switch completely turns off with evil. If the moment I recognize somebody as evil, 
I am perfectly okay with eliminating them from the face of the earth because it is a ticking time bomb before they... It couldn't have been more well said. I'm completely in agreement with eliminating them from the face of the earth. Right, and and I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the death penalty. I, I'm a fan of we back. kill you. Yes. right. Like not not oh, he deserved like the prison system is a, a quote unquote rehabilitation center. No, it's bullshit. Not. There ain't no rehabilitation for what I, evil. What right? I don't understand now, is a a death sentence, not a death sentence. A life sentence is a death sentence. You know what I mean? You're not going to see the light of day again anyway. Why not kill them? Why? Get rid of it. That's one of the, and It's that's, either years or you're dead. And, and that's where I'm saying the legal system is, is set to benefit the criminals and, and, and keep crime happening, right? If, if, you, if you were in a poor neighborhood and you didn't know where your next meal was going to come from and you were in a state that did not have the death penalty, you have almost no reason not to kill somebody. Because you could guarantee, like if you got caught, you could guarantee yourself three squares a day, oh, yeah. you know, three hots and a cot for the rest of your life. Yeah. So it that's not a deterrent, no, right? No, it's not. Now, if your life will end because you ended somebody else's life, you're gonna think twice. Eye for an eye, my man. Right now, and and I'm so I'm so hard down this way. Like I think it even goes for DUIs and everything else. If you kill somebody in a DUI accident, you are still held as a murderer. Right? You chose to do the drinks, or you chose to do the drugs. Your choices resulted in the death of somebody. Therefore, you die. So no manslaughter for Mitch. It's Right. You're dead too. Death penalty. And and I think this whole like murder one, murder two, all that bullshit is just minutia to water down the moral fabric of America. Yeah. And now I will now, say now on yeah, on if the it's first a, if it's a hundred percent accident, like you're in a car and you blow a tire and you cross and you hit someone, that's a that's an accident. However, that's an accident. It is. However, if you're over the legal limit. No, no, I meant I I meant I'm driving Layla to soccer practice. That, yeah, that's different. And that's I, not manslaughter. Yeah, and I have a... No, they'll charge you for manslaughter for that. Bullshit. Half the time they fucking will. What? They can. No way. That, that's a whole other topic. I mean, that's, that's kind of splitting hairs. But if your intention, your choices resulted in the death of somebody, to me, that's that murder. Broke, if it broke the law, and if you made choices that broke the law that resulted in someone's death... That's just murder. Mitch is saying no one, no two, no manslaughter. It That's is, just murder. It's tough to swallow at this point because we're nowhere near where near there, right? No. However, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you. Let's say that got implemented today. Two years from now, you're at the bar having drinks. You make a call. You know. You make a call. The consequences of you driving home. Yeah. You've now seen four or five news stories of four or five guys. They got drunk and killed somebody on their way home, and, and they died. Too. They're dead. They're too. gone. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're now calling Uber. Yeah. Or you're either that, or you're not drinking as much. Either which. Yeah. But or you're taking the back roads. It dramatically changes things. So I'm a fan mm-hmm. of swift and punishment to the fullest extent of the law, and 
altering the laws to get rid of all this middle ground minutia bullshit and actually holding people accountable for the crimes they've committed. Yeah. That, that story I was just telling earlier, the guy who killed the kid in a road rage incident, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, he it, should be fucking in jail. Here's uh, listen, two things. Listen, innocent until proven guilty. I get it. But if it's murder, you should, you should be in jail. Well, if we can hold people that were present at the Capitol on January 6th, you. if we can hold them in jail for a year and a half, but we can't hold this fucker in jail, like, that's a problem, right? Here's the more disgusting part about it. He drove to the arraignment hearing. You've got a guy that literally lost his shit while driving and killed somebody, and you ask him to drive himself to his arraignment hearing. Yeah, these... How fucking crooked is that? The prosecution in this country, and in in our county, in Jackson County... Yeah, it's atrocious. What's been going on, it is atrocious. People are are committing violent, violent acts, and then getting off because they're not even fucking charging them. They're getting off on a promissory letter that they'll appear in court. Yeah. Not even a bond. Yeah. Or or they're saying in their, in their whole um, excuse is, well, we think they're in that situation because of society and we owe it to them to let them go. Or we owe it to them to be lenient or we owe it to them to no. Yeah. The fuck we do. If you knew, that you would never see your family again, and that you would die if you killed somebody. It'd you be a would, lot less. There murders. would be a lot less murders. And there used to. It used to be that way. It used to be. It used to be quick and swift. Right. It and this to, is this is. I mean, part of the show that literally the show that just dropped today, unpolitically incorrect. This is part of that, right? We try to do this politically correct bullshit of. Well, there's this one special case where. This guy, he's got a disorder where alcohol affects him different and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You should have thought about that. Yeah. You know? You it, knew it. Yeah. It, and it, or or he, he, he hit somebody he wasn't aiming at. Yes, he pulled the trigger, but he wasn't intending to kill that person, so it's not murder one. I don't fucking care. Killed him. Yeah. You pointed a gun and pulled the trigger with the intent to harm somebody. I don't care if it harmed somebody else. You're gone. Yeah. If so, you hit your target, you'd be in the same situation. Right. So I, I draw a hard line there. And if we had the discipline as a, as a justice system to pull that off, we would be one of the safest countries ever. Yeah. You know, they talk about, you know, we've, we've been talking about gun control a little bit. We have a ton of gun control laws in this country. And Not a ton, one has ever prevented a crime. And tons of red tape and all the... Well, half of them don't get enforced. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just yeah. they just don't get enforced. Right. And we don't... The, the people that are filling out paperwork to buy guns, it goes into the system, and somebody at their desk is like, bloop. Yep. They don't even sit down and read it. They don't... They don't realize there's all these red flags. They don't even care. They're just, whoop, on to the next one. Yep. On to the next one. And that gets back to the same thing you were saying, discipline. Yeah. Everyone has to have their own personal level of discipline at their job, in their life, no matter what they're doing, especially an important job like that. Right. You know, when they're just letting shit fly through. Yep. Yeah. I mean, then we have problems. And then everyone, you know, complacency and laziness has just ruined this country yeah i mean when i think i'm only 40 years old and when i think 20 years ago 
I think, wow. Yeah. It has gotten really bad. And so, then I think 10 years before that, like in 1990, from 90 to 2000, holy shit. Man. That was bad, too. I, so when I was in high school, I was part of the trap shooting club. Yeah. Right? We went and they shot trap. They still got it. They still got it. It's so just, you know, it's just over here at Lottawana. We I know, go. I know. Um, when I was there, it was against the <clears throat> rules to bring your shotgun on the school grounds, right? That was already in place. However, there were people in the trap, sh- like the seniors. Yeah. They could remember. I, I remember one senior. Like they name, could take it to Gunny's room and it, it was Gunny. No, it was. Uh, um, his name was Chet. Chet Knockman. Yep. He talked about when he was a freshman in Trap Shooting Club, the seniors, so this would have been eight years prior <clears throat> to us, they were able to actually like bring their guns to school and then drive straight from school to the gun range and do Trap Shooting Club. Yeah. And and they were talking about like now it sucks because you gotta like leave school and drive all the way home to go get it and then yeah. go to trap shooting club and and all of this stuff and it, it, so it it wasn't it wasn't when I was a kid but it was close enough that they were still talking about how easy it used to be yeah I mean imagine I mean shit kids die on football fields right yeah. imagine having to drive home every day to go get your pads and then come back to school to practice football. And that was basically what it was with, and, yeah. and, and again, these kids are in trap shooting club. They're more accurate with a shotgun than probably anybody else in the school. Yeah. They're more responsible with a shotgun than probably anybody else in the school. Yeah. And like, they're the ones you don't have to worry about. Yeah. But that it was still the rule. So it, it's just pretty wild how all of that stuff transpires over the years. Yeah. It's been, the last 30 years have been a real shit show in this country yeah to say the least and and uh, if we continue to allow ourselves to fight left and right we will never ever advance no the the argument right no you you have to realize that your person on the left that wants to eliminate guns and your person on the right that wants more guns ultimately you want the same thing you want safety you just have different ideas to go about it. Yeah. So pressure your Congress and pressure your senators to fix it. Pressure them to become bipartisan. We allow them to be non-bipartisan with our votes, right? Yeah. The moment we recognize that all of these Democrats voted one way and all of these Republicans voted another. And we realized that the the people we elected are voting for their party instead of voting for a solution. They should all be fucking gone. Every single one of them. Yeah. But everyone's afraid to lose. Right. Everyone's afraid to lose and they will not do that. Right. Right. The problem is, the problem is people hold the power but the government shifts the power and uses their power to divide us to hold their power. Yep. It's a very complicated web they weave. The the but solution able to do it. The solution is if anybody in your town is an average Joe that is choosing that is feeling called, they're they're not a politician 
If somebody in your town is an average Joe and they're feeling called to go run for office of any kind, even if it's city council, if it's mayor of your city, if it's senator of your state, or anything like that, you need to give serious thought into that person because they aren't a politician. They are an average Joe that thinks they can make change, and those are the ones that are probably going to be more effective yeah. than the people that have spent their years in politics. Yeah. Mr. Alford? Any of them. Have you seen that? Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, I've heard I've heard a couple of just small little speeches he's given. I. He's not in our district. He's 4th district. Um, yes, he is. They he is extreme eastern Jackson County, not where we live, but he's extremely eastern Jackson County right, and then right. over there. Yeah, he's not in no, my we district. Still got a, I can't vote for him. No, we still have a manual douchebag cleaver yeah. in our is our yeah. district guy. We have so so the guy that represents our district was the one that got national attention for ending the congressional prayer with amen and a woman. Yeah. That's our guy. Yeah, he's a real turd. He's a real peach. Yeah. yeah. I, I am, the more I've thought about it, I know I've said this to you before, I thought about running for the Lee Summit school board mm-hmm. when all this stuff was going back down. And I, I don't know if I've said it on the show or not, but I went up there, or I called up there, and they, I mean, they had already had like 12 people. Yep. They were like, nope, we're tired of it. We're So I didn't do it. I hopefully have set myself up so that when I turn 55, I can just be done. Right. I'm thinking that my, that might be my second career. You know, they talk about people that are self-motivated and they, they don't ever actually quit working. Right. You know, but they move on to something else. Yeah. Might be my deal. Yeah. Yeah. I can't decide. That's, I mean, that's the way I wish it would be, is you get, you get regular, everyday people that yeah. have proven themselves successful in their day-to-day careers, and let's go, let's go run a city. Let's go run a county. Let's go run a state. Yeah, right? for a short period of time. For a, yes, if they do their their. Um, They're doing civic, it because they civic, feel called to do it, and their civic duty for a short time. Yeah, and then they move on. They don't make a career out of it. Right. Hopefully, enough of us get in there that we can start putting term limits on these d bags yeah. and get them out of there. That should be in the top five things that people care about in this country. Number yeah. five should be term limits. Yeah, oh yeah, and, absolutely. And stop letting people make a career out of being in politics because when they can make a career out of it, they milk it mm-hmm. and they don't make change and they keep the status quo. And that's where corruption slides in. And they don't, right? yeah, corruption slides in and they don't allow the people to make the decisions. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Yeah. And and it never fails. The higher you go, the more corrupt things are, right? Yeah. The more money a, you make. I got a buddy of mine that owns a tree trimming business, and he was trying to get some tree trimming work at a local school board. And he yeah. got he got slided out of it. Like, he had the best offer of the other. Like, they had to get three bids. He had the best bid, but because somebody else was more corrupt with how they went about putting their bid together, he ended up losing yeah. the deal. Maybe got a and, couple, maybe tree, uh, trimmed a couple trees for free. Exactly. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, a couple school board members are getting some free tree work, and yeah, now like literally the school boards. If he can prove paying it, more, if he can prove it, he should go to KCTV five four maybe forty one whatever and say, hey, look, this happened. Yeah. Do with it what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, corruption. It's illegal. I mean, I oh just, yeah. 
but yeah. we get back to the prosecutors and what cases do they want to take and what do they want to do and yeah. what hands are greased and just things don't get done and it's yeah. a complete and total when, line of bullshit. When we were building this house, our house, well, not when we were building, our first year living in this house, we got robbed. We got robbed blind. I remember. And um, we knew who did it. The cops would do nothing. They would do absolutely nothing. I put some feelers out. We're a pretty small town. Said, hey, if you know anybody, see anything, whatever. Hey, I know a guy who knows a guy who says so-and-so just came across two TVs. Blah, blah, blah. One of them's really nice. Oh, guess what? It's mine. Tell all the cops this. Nothing. No. They say, unless we catch them with your product leaving your property, we can't prove that they have your product. And that's true. And I said... They could just say, oh, we bought it from a parking exactly. lot over here, blah, Again, blah, blah. Again, that's the more corrupt bullshit. Yeah. Right? That's the more... Um, that's that vague area where the criminals get the benefit, right? Zero... Like, if you're in possession of a TV that the serial number has been reported stolen... At a bare minimum, that TV should be removed from your property and given back to the rightful owner. Well, they can't do that because if you claim that you paid 500 for it, now the city's got to pay 500 bucks. Well, they ain't going to do that. Right. Well. So it, what happens? So what happens is, I don't care where you bought it, that TV's not yours. We know that it was stolen from this address, so you need to go back to whoever you bought it from and deal it out with them. Yeah. Right? And again, short term, you're thinking, oh, fuck. Long term, you're thinking, I don't know if I want to buy a TV from this guy because I can't prove that it wasn't stolen. Yeah. Right? Look, Same I, thing with the murder thing. I'm just playing devil's advocate I know. here. I agree I know. with you 100%. What, it was sickening to watch the police here say, all we can do is just file a report for what's wrong. We're pretty much just pushing paperwork for your insurance to file a claim. We're not actually going to go after these guys because our prosecutor in our county won't allow us to charge them. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they flat out said, yeah, we, and, and here's the more sickening thing because they're so lackadaisical when it comes to house robberies, my wife came home to it. She came home to them going out the back door. I was 45 minutes from my house. The police station is two miles from my house. Yeah. I beat the cops to my own house. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we'll just let the criminals run away and we'll just do our paperwork thing later. And uh, they stole all my guns, which I didn't have a ton. They stole all my guns. They left me one. And, um, and they probably just didn't know where it was. Then the cop had the balls to try to tell me where I should put my guns so they're less likely to get stolen next time. Do you think it would benefit me if I stuffed it up your fucking ass? I'm like, how about if you guys do your fucking job with these criminals and I don't have to worry about my guns getting stolen out of my locked house? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's, but that's, that's the, that's the justice men- system the allowing crime to take place. That's the mentality we're in right now. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And until we start voting these career politicians out, it's going to stay that way. Yeah. You know what? I, I, and that's not a left thing or a right thing. That is a career politician. Mitch thing. is a lot of a nicer person than I am, but when I would have, if I could have heard it will, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. I'd have been on a journey for like two months if it took me three to find that friend of a friend of a friend. Well, so and by the time I found out who they were... Oh, you shouldn't be have a vengeful heart. Fuck all y'all. Nope. I'm going to get my shit. 
By the time I found out who they were and everything else, I had also discovered that they were a part of another drug crime ring. And so I was able to conveniently throw a tip out there that landed the person in jail for about eight years. Perfect. So that, I mean, it kind of worked full circle. I never got my shit back. Perfect. But insurance paid me for my stuff. So I'm not going to say that's like, okay, right? The cops still should have done their job. Yeah. But it is what it is. So... Um, better wrap it up, Mitch. Right. Yeah, we better wrap it up. We're an hour and a half in. So, um, guys, if again, if you like what you hear on the show, uh, please do us a favor and share this show. Pull your phone out, hit the share button, and send it to a friend of yours that you think would also enjoy the show. Um, we put a lot of time, effort, and energy into this, and uh, we would enjoy it if you would do us a favor and send it to somebody who you think would enjoy it. So, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.